Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. And we are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberger. We're so privileged to be here today as uh, we have some challenges coming ahead for you today on the show. But before we get to those challenges, we just want to really make sure you know the best ways to get in touch with us because we love to hear from you, our listeners. We've got a chance to talk with a lot of you recently by phone, by email, by text. It is awesome. It really is. And um, it's funny because just this last week, Jim, we had a book that we were giving away and I called, somebody called, left a message. I had to call him to get the de- some details and had just a powerful, Oh, come on, powerful, tell him how he answered. He goes, is it really you? <laughs> when just I like that great identified scene. myself. It was so funny and so sweet because It's like that yes, great scene from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Why? It's you. It's, I, mean, yeah, I guess you I have don't to see remember it. that one, Jim, and I've oh. seen that so many times. I can't believe it's not fresh okay, in sorry. my head. So going back to your so call anyway, with our listener. It just was so funny. Because, what was his first name? Um, Robert. Robert. Wait, Robert, so, thanks for so much for calling in. Yes, it was a fun conversation. Um, he just was has been very challenged and inspired by listening to I Work For Him, and that's exactly what we love to hear, that the guests that we're bringing on, the stories that they're telling about how God's working in their life is really making a difference. And and um, so it was just funny because, you know, we are a, I don't know, I actually a think really, like a mom and pop shop almost, you know, it's you and I really and small we have some non-profit. wonderful, wonderful part timers that help us out. But anyway, um, I, you know, I do return the phone calls, guys. So it's a lot of fun to, to connect and hear your stories personally. So thank you for doing that and continue to do that. And please um, stay, go to our website, iworkforhim.com. And there you can sign up for our weekly blog. That is a way to consistently get information um, when you miss a show or you missed something or didn't hear the whole thing or want to find out where somebody's website is or whatever. That's where the details are for our guests our weekly blog, other things that we have going on. And um, so iworkforhim.com, subscribe is a great way to start that you know connection. And we also have the listener line that I just referred to where this caller called in for a book that we offered. And that is open 24-7, um, 866. It's open. It's open. It's open till close. Open till close, and it never closes. 866-713-9675. 866-713-WORK is that phone number. You've heard us say that a, a lot of times. If you haven't ever written it down, you can find that on our contact page on our website, too. Guys, we try to make it as easy as possible to find our information on iworkforhim.com. That is the hub. Hey, we got some big changes coming up for I Work For Him this fall, and we are going to go through all of those on Thursday. But especially for you guys listening in our Tampa audience, uh, we're going to be regrouping and preparing for a relaunch this next January 2020, and this will be our last week on Tampa for the time being. And so we want to make sure that you guys all know how much we appreciate you and have appreciated you listening, but you'll always be able to get the shows off of iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. The podcast will be produced every day. Uh, but And if you want to know more, tune in to Thursday's show this week because we get a lot of information we'll roll out that day to let you know where are things going with iworkforhim in 2020. Before we get to our video testimonial conference or contest, Martha, I really want to just draw people 
to the I Work For Him Nation. You know, one of the things, we get a lot of video or we get a lot of phone messages going, how do I do this I Work For Him thing in my workplace? I work for him thing. Yeah, like, yeah. How do I do I work for him at work? How do I live it out? Yeah. We get get a lot of phone calls like that. We get a lot of people asking that question. And really, it's as simple as going to iworkforhim.com and clicking on the I work for him nation flag. Not that it's simple, but it's what the Lord showed me on how you could transform your workplace. And it has nothing to do with setting up a Bible study. And it has nothing to do, well, it may But it's not like you set up a Bible study, put a big banner that says, I love Jesus on your cubicle or wear Jesus t-shirts out in the field when you're digging ditches or running lines. It starts with prayer, starting to pray by name for your coworkers and employees and your bosses each and every day. That's what it starts with. It starts with prayer. Then it moves on to serving those around you over and above what your job requires you to do. Nobody's going to say, way to go, if you're just doing what you're made to do. But people will notice when you're serving them over and above what your job requires you to do. They're going to go, why? Why? And then you get a chance to tell them. Then look for ways to befriend people outside of work. You know, work relationships are one thing, but if you start to befriend people outside of work, that's another thing. When they they know that you actually care when you're willing to give them some of your free time. That's all part of becoming an I work for him nation change agent in your workplace. Then you start looking for ways to pray with people at work. When you notice you're having a rough day, you ask them, hey, how you doing? And they say, I'm fine. And it's a really, so you're freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. And oh, really, I'm fine. Like, nah, really? What's really going on? Because I can see it in your face. And then you shut up and and you just let them tell you. And when they're done telling you what's going on, you say, hey, can I pray with you about that for a minute? What's the, what's the look? You know, those face? are the conversations you have in your head all the time. You just had a two-sided conversation. But I do yourself. it really well. It was it's pretty fun. Funny. Okay. Uh, but all along, your work needs to be defined by excellence. Yeah. So go to iworkforhim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, and be part of a move of God to transform our nation by transforming the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. You know, Martha, we've got a video testimonial contest going on right now. We've got one we're going to play here in a second. But we want to hear from our listeners and have them put a testimonial about how I work for them has impacted them and put just a short selfie video on our Facebook page to let us know how they're doing. And we're given a $100 grand prize for this. We are. So listeners, this is your opportunity to um, really engage, do something fun. Um, you don't have to spend hours planning it out. Just take your phone, flip the camera around, turn it to video, and tell us what it is that God has done to work in your workplace since listening to I Work For Him. So take a listen to this listener, Dr. Rogers, as he shares his story. He said, did it in a video. I turned it into an MP3 so we could play it on the air. Go ahead, Joe. Hi, my name is Dr. Alakia Rogers, and I started listening to I Work For Him about three years ago. I was listening to your show, and I would have never imagined that it would have changed my life like it has. That day, I was listening to the show, and you were giving away a complimentary ticket to CBMC's Marketplace Ambassadors Luncheon. After ignoring the prompting on several times, I pulled into my driveway, I dialed the phone number, and I won the ticket. I attended the event, and saw so many Christian business professionals in the game field of sharing their faith. And then I actually joined that young professionals group. And it's been an amazing time since. 
But it was back in 2011 that I sensed the Lord speak to my heart not to leave Tampa. And I knew that my field of micro nanofabrication was not in the region. I decided to stay anyway. The Lord assured me that he would open up a door and he did. Now what's interesting is that I always said after five years I'd start my own business. Now get this, to the year a corporate merger occurred and out of necessity, Dr. Rogers and Associates was started, which would later be expanded to the Rogers Connection. Has it been easy? No. But I think that's exactly where the Lord wanted me to be to begin to learn to trust Him. But He provided completely. But moreover, I started to do exactly what the Lord instructed me to do. He owned my time, He made my appointments, and He changed my agenda at will. It was very humbling to know that you could have worked anywhere in the world, but I chose to submit and humble myself and allow the Lord to direct me. The greatest part was my marriage grew and I had the opportunity to be a full-time daddy. Most recently, I started a consultation with a local semiconductor fabrication and manufacturing company. And this landed me in Europe for two weeks, back in the corporate marketplace world. And what's so amazing is I now have another resource that I work for him to direct others that might have a reservation about visiting the local church. I work for him, connects so many different local ministries together, and I'm so grateful that this is my story and the reason why I work for him. I just love that. And, you know, not everybody's going to be able to submit a video with music in a background, and that's okay. We could put music in a background for him. But it was just his story. It was a listener who called in and won some tickets to an event, and it changed his life. And we just want to hear your story. That's exactly right. So go to our Facebook page, I Work For Him, and there you will find pinned to the top the YouTube video that gives you the instructions on what to submit. And if you have any trouble, just text it to me um, or email it to me, and all that can be found on our website. A $100 grand prize and a second and third place finish. You know, we always want to invite you to check us out online, iworkforhim.com. That's iworkforhim.com. We are your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Martha, why don't you make sure people know really quick how to get a hold of us and what they should be working on right now. So listeners, um, you can call us at 866-713-9675, and that is 866-713-WORK. We will be giving away a copy of a book today that we're talking about, so that's a great way to, to connect for that. And then list, don't forget, our video contest is going on through the end of the month, so make sure that you um, get the details on our YouTube, I Work For Him YouTube channel, and um, submit it so that we can hear your story, your I Work For Him story. You know, the question for the day is, does God give us the Holy Spirit so we can be successful in our businesses? You know, I can understand in our successful in our ministry or in our small group or in our neighborhood, but does God give us supernatural intervention and advice for our work? You know, today we're going to talk with Matthew Bell. He wrote a book that we can all learn from because it's about the kingdom of God, the Holy Spirit in our work and our businesses. Does God want to be involved in every part of your life? You betcha. That's from Minnesota, by the way. <laughs> he does. He w desperately wants to be involved in your work. And Matthew Bell writes about it in The Kingdom Powered Entrepreneur. Matthew Bell, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I'm, I'm really excited to have the opportunity to speak with you all and share the message that God has given me. 
Mm. So Matthew, before we dig into your book, The Kingdom Empowered Entrepreneur, I just want to hear what a little bit about your Jesus story. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great starting point. So I, I grew up in a in a Christian home, a Presbyterian home, and uh, gave my life to Christ at a young age, uh, but had kind of some of my own, I guess, you know, adolescent issues. Uh, had some church pain and church hurt just growing up in kind of a religious environment. Uh, and it was a good church, but, you know, they had their, their, their issues like some churches do. And, mm-hmm. and I, I chose, you know, I chose to take that pain and, and run from God. So when I was about 15 through to about 22, there's about a seven year period where I just was refusing to, to follow God. And I was kind of angry and that led me down some, uh, into some destructive behavior and, uh, you know, partying and things like that. And ultimately what happened was when I graduated college, I was struggling to figure out my direction where I really wanted to go with my life. Had a family friend of ours who reached out to me. She was very, uh, she became what, a spiritual mother to my entire family. And she's really, really gifted for healing in the areas of uh, inner healing and things like that. And she basically took, uh, you know, took me under her wing and, you know, sewed into my life and ultimately ended up having a really profound encounter with God during her, uh, her time of ministering to me. Uh, changed my life entirely one, one moment of prayer and, uh, mm. September 9th, 2006. So some 13 years ago now and gave my life to Christ again or recommitted, however you want to call it and haven't really looked back. And, mm. you know, that I, I, I was, uh, in, um, really, really thinking about leaving my career at the time I was in banking and I was, I was thinking about going into full-time ministry because all I wanted to do was, was serve God. And I, I remember when I went to my pastor at the time and I said, you know, I, I'm so excited. I, you know, I'm, I'm so just passionate about sharing the love of God with people. I want to go do that full time and I want to leave my career. And I want to go into ministry. And she essentially looked at me and she said, you know, why? Why do you want to do that? And it threw me way off because I expected my pastor to welcome me into the full-time ministry realm and say, well done, you finally are serving God. And I had, um, what, what I realized God showed me was I had some backwards thinking. And uh-huh. she really helped me. She really helped me in, in kind of digesting that in order for me to be most effective because of where the way that God has gifted me, I need to be in business. I need to be an entrepreneur, and I need to be doing things in the marketplace uh, outside of the four walls of the church. That's my actual full-time ministry. Uh, so it was a really profound moment. Haven't really looked back, and um, you know, been following God and building the kingdom right here in the marketplace ever since. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what kind? Of that, I mean, I love that. I love that you went through that transformational thought process because. Almost every one of us listening today went through exactly that same thing, including me, where I thought, okay, well, if I'm all in, that means I need to go be in some sort of full-time vocational four walls church kind of ministry or on the mission field. Uh, But I was designed as an entrepreneur. And and I had to come to that realization. No, God needs me right where he's placed me. He put me here on purpose. So what kind of work, Matthew Bell, does God have you doing today? What what's your what's your mission field look like today? 
Yeah, that, that's that's a great point to make, and I think you know it's really interesting. Um, uh, the, my big heart right now, what I'm doing today, is really what we're talking about on this call. The book I wrote, The Kingdom Empowered Entrepreneur, um, is the the result of an encounter I had with God during worship uh, at church. I had just sold my mobile app company, which is a company I started in 2013. I sold it in 2016, and I was in this phase where I was really considering my next step. And I was asking God the question, what do you want me to do with my life? And now I've asked that question in the past and it has been out of moments of frustration or desperation where I just didn't really like what I was doing at the time. (laughs) uh, And I was crying out for an answer. This time was different. I was actually in a place of peace. I was in a place of surrendered worship. I was, my hands were raised and I was soaking in the music and I was soaking in the presence of God. I said, God, what do you want me to do with my life? And this is the first time I heard, uh, it wasn't the audible voice of God, but I saw a picture in my mind's eye, in my spirit. God showed me, he said, Matthew, these are the three pillars of your life. I want you to be an entrepreneur at pillar one. And number two is I want you to disciple entrepreneurs. And number three is I want you to share the Father's love with a hurting world. And that really, as I was watching this vision unfold before me in my eyes, I saw that third platform form the foundation of the other two platforms. It just kind of shifted uh, my perspective. Um, so I, I believe, Jim, to your point, you know, that there is a lie that the enemy wants us to believe, and it's really kind of counterintuitive because I believe that the, he, he, the enemy wins and the kingdom of God doesn't advance when people go in, when more people than are called to it go into full-time ministry. And it's kind of counterintuitive because how could going into full-time ministry ever be something that the enemy would want? Well, because the more people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, the more people who are passionate about advancing the kingdom of God that leave culture and that leave industry, leave those industries open to people who are atheistic and secular, and we don't have the opportunity to bring the kingdom of God into those areas. Well, the lie is in that actual statement, I'm going into full-time Christian ministry, because that was the same thing that Martha and I also, as 13-year-olds, committed the same night to full-time Christian ministry. People naturally think that that means full-time Christian ministry is within the four walls of a church or on some mission field. But you as an entrepreneur and us as entrepreneurs, that is our full-time ministry. It may be a business dream, but it is our ministry. Our daily ministry we're called into is within the marketplace. Some people are, are doing full-time ministry within a hospital or within the government organization or within the military or within the school district, but their full-time ministry is where their job is at. And it's the whole debunking of that statement. I'm going to go into full-time ministry instead of I am already in full-time ministry as a teacher, a government worker, a military professional, a medical worker, a business person, an assistant, a salesperson, blah, blah, whatever it may be. Is it the lie in that statement, Matthew? Yeah, so I think um, I think you're absolutely correct. That's an excellent way to look at it. And I think the moment you accept Christ into your heart, you're now in the kingdom, you're now infused, you're, you will have God living inside of you. Uh, your ministry begins that moment wherever you are. So you don't have to change anything. Uh, I think the lie is feeling like we have to change something 
uh, about what we're doing in order to serve God. So my um, my kind of contrarian thinking, or at least contrarian to what would be popular in the church, is that you God wants you outside the four walls of the church. God wants you out there building businesses, and now He wants yeah. us in all areas of culture, Hollywood, entertainment, media. I mean, how different would it be if the media was run under Christian leadership? We would have a much greater integrity and honesty about reporting and things like that. So um, that that's my heart. So where God has me specifically focused is in the area of business and entrepreneurship. Uh, so I believe, and and you know, I was going through the exercise of really understanding, well, what's at stake if Christians aren't in, in in business and in marketplace. And, and you look at it right now, you have uh, the top 10 companies by valuation in the, in the market today. You've got Facebook, Google, Microsoft, uh, you name it, that list goes on. And it's trillions of dollars of market value, all controlled by people who, uh, at least to our knowledge, are not Christian. So what if we as Christians stepped back for a second and started to utilize the creative right. nature of God that dwell, dwells in each of us. And when, we come back, let's answer, and when we come back, and when we come back, we're going to answer that question. What if we as Jesus followers allowed the creative nature of God that was built into our DNA to come out in the work that we do and influence the seven mountains of culture? Every day. You're listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're talking with Matthew Bell. He wrote this book, The Kingdom Empowered Entrepreneur. And right before the break, Matthew, you were talking about what if, instead of the top 10 companies being run from people who are pre believers, being run by organizations that are led by pre believers? And the reason I always use, in case anybody's listening today and they're going, Jim, why do you always say pre believers? Because it says that at the end, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everyone will believe, but it will be too late for some. And so we call them pre-believers because everyone will one day believe. It may be that they believe just because Jesus has come back and is standing before them. We want to reach them before that moment. And so, Matthew, you were talking about the fact that the top 10 companies of power in this country and really in this world are run by people who don't honor God in what they do. And we, you listed some names, and I don't need to go back and do that, but what if instead Christ followers ran organizations that were at the top of the mountains of influence in this country. Take your thought from there. Yeah, so my, my point is essentially this, that for a long period of time, the church has had a retreatist mentality uh, where we leave areas of culture where we don't necessarily uh, agree with the way things are being run from a philosophical or a moral perspective. Uh, and now there are some strong cases for why that's a good thing. You know, certain industries, you know, we just can't put ourselves into. Uh, you yeah. know, question, adult entertainment would be one. Right. Um, but what about banking and entertainment in general and Hollywood? Instead of pointing the finger and saying Hollywood is, you know, it has this progressive, you know, uh, agenda that is, uh, you know, stands for everything that we as Christians don't believe. What if you went in and assumed or started a production company that uh, created content that was family-friendly? It doesn't need to be overtly Christian, but if it just honors God by the subject matter and the content, you can bring kingdom principles into that industry into people's homes without, in a, in a much more effective way than you can from a pulpit, uh, 
as far as reaching people who need to hear the message. So that's my point of view when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, the the, you know, the state of the technology and the business industry uh, For in general is you look at all these companies that have been created and innovated upon such as Facebook, Google, Microsoft. These are people who use their creative abilities to create massive, massive wealth and to really change the shape of and control this, this world that we live in. Right. And my, my big question mark when I started to analyze this is, well, if we are, as Christians, have the creative nature of God dwelling in us, why aren't we using it? Why, why, are, why aren't we speaking in prayer and in fasting and looking for the next great invention idea? And now some people I know who are doing this. I, I know a guy here in Austin who spends time in prayer and comes out with inventions. And he ends up writing these ideas and these sketches for inventions, ends up patenting really incredible technology for the industry that he's in. Right. Um, but we should, be doing, we should be doing that at a really large scale. We should be, as Christians, taking the lead and not the back seat in innovation exactly. because we have the most creative nature uh, that the world has ever seen, the universe has ever seen dwelling inside of us. And that, so, that's really my, my, my main message. So is that why you wrote the book, The Kingdom Empowered Entrepreneur? Essentially, yes. The, the, the main reason why I wrote the book is to help people uh, go through uh, or, or go through a process of personal revelation and spiritual revelation to awaken the creative nature of God that dwells in you uh, for the purposes of starting businesses, building companies, inventing uh, inventions, innovating and creating. And it, I believe mm-hmm. it starts with that having that revelation of God in you for the purposes of that, uh, for the purposes of use in the marketplace and entrepreneurship and business. All right. We talk so a lot about. But you got to hang on, Go hang on a second. You, you you say so many fantastic things. We got to break them down a little bit for everybody listening. So when you say <laughs> the revel- yeah, I know. So the revelation of God within us. When you say say that, what do you mean by that? Because sometimes people use terms. They're like, well, I don't know what you mean by that. Tell me, tell tell the listeners what you mean by that. Yeah. Uh, so I think we I think we really I don't think the church has fully even come close. Now, there are people who are operating at a level of this revelation, but as a whole, the body of Christ has not even even seen the tip of the iceberg yet. We're not even seeing the snowflake on the tip of the iceberg. As far as our ability as Christians, when we really have revelation of God living in us. So the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the, the Spirit of God hovered over the mist and, and created life. That spirit, as it says in Romans 8, 11, and many other verses throughout throughout Scripture, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. That's the same mm-hmm. spirit that created what we know as life, life as we know it, the creative nature of God, the spirit of God dwelling in us. So when you think about that, and you go, and we shift our point of view from a salvation-only mentality to a creative, uh, you know, a capabilities mentality, to a partnership with God on earth mentality. I believe we are, you know, the Bible, Jesus gave us very specific prayer that said, pray this on earth as it is in heaven. Pray this way as part of the Lord's prayer, on earth as it is in heaven. Right. In heaven is everything we would ever need. In heaven is miracles. In heaven is anything, is the full creative capacity, the full magnitude of God. And Jesus said, pray on earth as it is in heaven. So we can bring 
heaven to earth by engaging and partnering with God in a in a in a business sense, in an artistic sense, in a you name it sense. Uh, we have ha- we have a strong disconnect, broadly speaking. Now, not everyone is is this way, but there is a disconnect between what it truly means to be a Christian and to operate on an heaven on earth capacity as Jesus instructed us to. And I don't even think we seem to be even close to the reality of what we're capable of. But my position is that we have the same spirit, the same force mm-hmm. that created the world dwelling in us. Let's right. and, tap and you've, into that. Let's access that. Right. I, I mean, and that's really your subtitle, The Kingdom Empowered Entrepreneur Awakening Your Supernatural Edge. We're going to give away a copy of this book today. We're talking with Matthew Bell, the author of The Kingdom Empowered Entrepreneur. You can check him out online, MatthewDavidBell.com, MatthewDavidBell.com. You can call our listener line and get a copy of this book today, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. Matthew, you know, as I looked over this book, this isn't really a book about how to start a business. This is more a book about getting... Jesus followers mentally and spiritually prepared to walk with the Lord in their business through the power of the Holy Spirit. I think most of us forget that when we became Christ followers, our lives were supernaturally transformed. We were born again and the Holy Spirit of God comes and lives inside of us. And we now have a supernatural edge. We have access to the wisdom of God, to the blueprints of heaven. Yet so many of us are so used to trying to figure it out on our own. We forget to ask God for the answers. Can you give us an example, Matthew Bell, of a time when you realize, hey, I don't need to do this on my own anymore, and you ask God for his direction and what the result was? Why don't you give us an example of that? Yeah, so I think my, that, that's, a, that's actually a practice that I try to live by every day, which is um, I don't want to even start my day without submitting it to God. Um, I live, you know, Proverbs 16.3 is one of my foundational Bible verses that I build my life upon, and that says, commit your plans to the Lord and your, thought, your thoughts will be established, or, you know, commit your thoughts to the Lord and your, and your, your plans will succeed, it says in another uh, translation. So before I do anything, I try to commit it to God. Um, so in, in all aspects of what I do, uh, whether it be, um, you know, just my starting my day, a simple business deal, um, a a new business venture that um, that I you know that I'm starting out and embarking upon. I start with that process, Proverbs sixteen three, and I commit it to the Lord. And I know because Scripture says so that if I do that, I, my plans will succeed, and what I what I endeavor to do will be established. And in one particular situation, um, I don't believe that the subject matter of uh, of your of your business needs to be. Uh, overtly Christian in order for you to be operating a kingdom business. I think that's another lie we need to kind of sure. uproot and, and um, you know, atta- uh, kind of go after. It's very good, well and good to, to build Christian businesses and faith-based business models. Great. I bless that. But you don't have to in order to be a kingdom business person, but you have to operate in the, under kingdom principles to see your business flourish and to advance the kingdom of God in doing whatever your business may be. So one new company that I just founded, co-founded with the, with a group of partners is a film production company. And we are, we're going after Hollywood in a very, very big way. 
but we have established a culture of honor within the within the organization. We're all Christians. We're all coming together, brothers and sisters, founders and partners, and uh, taking time before every call to not just dig into business right away, but to give time to honor testimonies and you know hear about what God's doing individually in each other's lives and give each other the opportunity to speak and really let God let the testimony and you know our appreciation and our gratitude for what God's doing be the first thing we do on a call and I'll tell you it has been probably one of the most fruitful relationship building endeavors that I've ever had with any business partner uh, in my life because we're doing that. Now, I think there's a testament to the people who are engaged. Uh, we, you know, we're, you know, uh, we're very, yeah, I would say the whole group is a, a group of very mature Christian adults, uh, and that's just the way we operate. But to be intentional about setting aside, setting aside time to honor God first is really paving the way for the culture that we're we're seeing within our within our working relationship. And I'll tell you, the other thing that's happening uh, as a byproduct of that is business is coming our way at, at an incredible clip. So it's just been blessed, and, and it starts with uh, uh, you know committing your plans to the Lord, and He does the rest. Talking with Matthew Bell about his book, The Kingdom Empowered Entrepreneur, and really about his heart for awakening your supernatural edge in your work. Just take a minute and think about that. You know, maybe right now you're typing up a document for somebody or you're preparing for a presentation tomorrow, or maybe you're driving, uh, getting ready to go on a sales call or a networking meeting, or maybe you're out there in the parking lot getting ready to sell a car to somebody. I'm thinking decorating a cake. Decorating a cake. I don't know why, but I'm hungry, thinking about cake, <laughs> donuts, whatever it may be. But how often do you stop to think that you have a supernatural edge over your competition, over the people alongside of you who don't know Christ yet and who have not been saved by his grace mm-hmm. and empowered by the Holy Spirit? We've got Matthew Bell on the, on the line today, and he written, he's written this book, The Kingdom Empowered Entrepreneur, and it's not just for people who want to start their own business. It's really the Kingdom Empowered Worker. This is what it looks like to be empowered by the power of God. Matthew, I I get this question. You made a statement in the last segment of the show that said, you know, we don't need a bunch of overtly Christian businesses. We need a bunch of Christ followers. You didn't say that. I'm twisting your words a little bit. We need a bunch of Christians running great businesses that serve the economy, but we don't have to be selling Bibles in order to be making an impact. Why don't you explain your comment? Yeah, so I think there, there's there's a there's a few lies that 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 the church has believed, and you know one of them is that in order for you to serve God to your fullest, you have to be in full time ministry. That means you have to be a church pastor, missionary, you know, evangelist, you name it. Uh, that would be operating within the walls walls of the church by my definition. Uh, but the reality is that I think that calling is really for a very very small volume of of Christians and believers today. And I think the real mission field that we are overlooking is is simply out there is simply for us to be out there in culture, building businesses, uh, taking jobs in 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 industries and areas of, of culture that Normally, uh, Christians, you know, may or may not uh, necessarily be be, be flocking to. Uh, so, a good example I like to think of is, you know, some some Christians might hold the religious point of view that. 
Christians shouldn't uh, use tobacco or, or alcohol or what have you, I, I'll let you figure that out with Holy Spirit. But if you hold that point of view, you might overtly become too uh, too religious in your beliefs, and and then you may restrict yourself from potentially owning, say, a, a convenience store or, or or a grocery store that sells those products. And I would posit that it is more effective for a Christian to be the one owning the 7-Eleven on the street corner, having the opportunity to interface with people on a daily basis, even if they're coming in to buy a pack of cigarettes or, you know, whatever it is that that the suite of inventory is that 7-Eleven sells that we may or may not necessarily agree with. I think it's more valuable for the one to be interacting with that person uh, to be a Christian, that you can give them a blessing, you can give them a warm smile, you can give them a prophetic word, you can pray into their lives even if they're coming in there for something that normally, uh, you know, we, we would frown upon uh, and, and suggest would be bad for us. Now, that's just one example, and it, and it could be a controversial topic. That was a phenomenal example, because yeah. how often do you run into these convenience stores, no matter where you are in the country, and they're run primarily by people that more than likely, based on the kind of sexual devices they have at the front counter, probably are not honoring God. Yet what you just said is that if we were in the midst of the place where pre-believers go, where lost and hurting people go, we'd have an opportunity to do ministry versus judging all those people and saying (laughs) we shouldn't sell tobacco and alcohol. The other things maybe we can work around. But I mean, that's a phenomenal point, Matthew. Yeah, thank thank you. You know, it's a little bit more controversial. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's people who are listening who don't who will say, well, a Christian shouldn't be around that stuff, and that's fine. I, I respect your point of view, but my point of view is that if you if you aren't around it, other people who are not Christians are going to be around it. They're going to yeah. be. Uh, right there, they're going to be the ones setting up convenience stores. They're going to be the ones setting up, uh, you know, grocery stores. And you can also have the opportunity to kind of influence people in, uh, in, in, in positive ways. So even if you do sell cigarettes, you can have a sign that says struggling with, you know, tobacco addiction, we'd like to help, you know, something like that. <laughs> and shoot, I mean, how, how much more effective would it be for the <laughs> Christian to be behind that business than for someone in the world who just is looking to turn a profit? Now, I think that you can, um, you know, you can, you, I think in order for us to have a positive change, a uh, positive impact on culture and to help change and influence lives, you need to be out there. You need to do what Jesus did. Jesus went, he lived he lived with the prostitutes. He lived with the the uh, the, the tax collectors who were considered like the, the gamblers and the and the you know um, you know the the gangs of the day or the you know, the gangsters of the day because of the way that they controlled the economy. Uh, he was out there with them and he was having wine with them and, uh, and and dinner with them and and living with them. And you know what? Because he was the only one to not judge them and to go live with them. And to go be with them, he was able to bring them into uh, salvation through it. So, so let's I think ta- you have to kind of. Let's talk about that from the perspective of all of our listeners that are in different occupations, different, um, you know, positions. They may not be the entrepreneur right now, but they may be working for someone who is kind of in that realm of what we've just been talking about, you know, and so encourage them, tell, give them a practical tip that today when they are working tomorrow, when they go to work, what, how can they be that light in the culture that they're in? Yeah, I think it's a 
You know, it's a great, it's a great uh, question, and I think that's the, probably the most relevant question we can ask on a on a conversation like this: is how can you practically go out and change culture where you are? Maybe, maybe what we're talking about today is inspiring you, and and you want to start, you know, being a light and expanding the kingdom where you are. I'll, I'll first say is if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit in you, the kingdom of yeah. God is there with you. Right, yep. so the kingdom of God expands and grows when we allow that light and we allow the Spirit of God to flow through us into the areas that God has appointed us. So wherever you are currently, if you're working in a business, you're working for a boss, or you want to start your own company, um, you have the, uh, the the power of God within you to bring the kingdom of God into that area and influence culture by expanding the kingdom right where you are. So. I think it's important for us to always be uh, prayed up to be going into every environment uh, and starting every day, like I like to do, asking God to be the head of my day, to lead my every step, and to to go before me where I go. And you will find that God is going to be um, very intentional about pointing out the people who are going to be the most um, uh, the, the ones that he wants you to reach out to or the ones that he wants you to develop a relationship, Holy Spirit will just start to highlight those people and they will stand out to you and oftentimes they will be attracted to you. So one time I was working in banking and I was hating it. Uh, this is before I really took the plunge. This is over 13 years ago. Before I took the plunge to be an entrepreneur and start my own businesses and you know, I was working on a on a Las Vegas financing in a big bank in New York, and I was struggling with the moral implications of, well, I'm a Christian, I don't believe in gambling, and here I am, uh, you know, working on a bank deal that's going to finance a casino. How does this make sense? Well, at the end of the day, uh, it makes sense because the people who typically work on those deals are not going to be Christians. The people who are building casinos are not going to be Christians. And I, on the business side of this deal, have an opportunity to bring the kingdom and introduce those those men, women who are involved in building that business into the kingdom and introduce God to them. And I wouldn't have that opportunity otherwise. So it's a really big, really big uh, responsibility and opportunity that we have. Um, and so I would say that, you know, look out for, uh, be prayed up, make mm-hmm. sure you spend time in prayer all throughout your day. Ask God to highlight the people that you're supposed to influence. And at the end of the day, just be different. The Bible, uh, or one of my favorite quotes is, uh, you know, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. When you, yeah. when people start to see that you're not stressed out, that you're not having anxiety or fear, and you operate in a peace, no matter what is going on, no matter what problems you may be facing in business or in in work, they're they're going to want to know the secret to that to that for, to that 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 um, that that peace that you have, and that's an exactly. opportunity then for you to say. I don't have anxiety or stress because there's no point in it because I have the peace of God that transcends all understanding living inside of me. I was just thinking like, you know, we need to just drip with it. You know, it needs to be, it just needs to drip off of us. I was thinking, Jim, of the going to McDonald's and seeing a manager that you knew when you walked into that McDonald's, she had the Holy Spirit around her and it was evident in everything that was going on in that McDonald's. So Matthew, you got 30 seconds and I mean 30 seconds. What's the next big project from Matthew Bell? Mm. Yeah, so I'm really focused on my film production company. It's called Guild, G-I-L-D dot TV. We, uh, it's been my heart to, to penetrate Hollywood for the kingdom and to really focus on creative projects. 
Uh, we're just getting started, and we're going after it in a big way. Um, so check out Guild. You can go to Guild Films on Facebook, Guild Films on Instagram, follow us. Um, and, yeah, that's going to be my big thing, is we're going after Hollywood. We are bringing the kingdom of God awesome. to Hollywood, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it by creating good content, good films that that are going to excite people and entertain people and that, you know, maybe, maybe Christian may not be Christian overtly in subject matter, but they're going to honor God right. and, uh, bring right. and expand the kingdom as a result. Matthew Bell. Thanks for being on I work for him today. Thanks for sharing your book, the kingdom empowered entrepreneur. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to I work for him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.